Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The National Basketball Association. The hosts would refer to it as the best league in sports. Bringing you the latest NBA news, updates, and opinions. It's time for Double Tech with Darrell H.P. Young and Christian Weaver. Shining like three seeds of pomegranates in my hands. It's just us that's on this beach and all this sand. Welcome to Double Tech. I am Darrell H.B. Young. I am Christian Weaver. And we thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Double Tech. We appreciate you. We can't thank you enough. And I know you're having just as much fun as we are because it is the playoffs. So every week, we're just as excited as we were the week before. Now, the one thing that does make me sad is there are only four series going on now. I don't like that number. It's getting too low. Does it make you sad that there are no playoff games this Thursday? You know what? A little bit. But it's Cinco de Mayo, so I think everybody's going to be off their rocker. So they're like, you know what? Just just don't even worry about it. No no one's going to be focused. Everybody's going to be having a good time. I think it's more so that the ESPN and TNT just gets the rights to the NHL, and the NHL playoffs are going to make their de- debut on said networks, and they don't want to compete against the NBA. Oh, no. They would get destroyed by the NBA. without. Oh, I didn't know they were doing that. That's, yeah. Well, okay. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool for uh, the NHL. That's pretty cool. But, yeah, they. you know what? That makes perfect sense because you do not want to go up against inside the NBA, NBA playoff action on third. That's the worst thing you want to go up against. So that works. That makes sense. I don't have a problem with it. Though. I'll be all right. Also, I don't. I, I don't know if there's like a thing in the playoffs where each team gets like a three-day break or whatever. Yeah. I, there probably is. I don't know. But there probably is. And like Milwaukee played Tuesday and they don't play again until Saturday. Jeez. So I think there is a thing where each team gets like a three-day break and they have it all mapped out to where, you know, the finals are going to start on a certain date. Okay. Yeah, that makes so. sense because I remember at the uh, was the beginning of the Golden State-Memphis series, they had a big gap between mm-hmm. one and two, didn't they? Is yes, that right? I think so. It was either that or it was Minnesota. I know it was Minnesota-Memphis. Minnesota, Memphis. They, right. they had a two or three-day break between games one and two. That's right. That's right. Well, we thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to break down each playoff series. There's only four, so it'll be pretty easy. But we want to start off the show with a question that I have for Christian. Mid-game, I guess it was the night before last? Yeah, it was the night before last. And, you know, we we text all the time. It's what we do. NBA action. It's, it's what we do. But I hit, I hit him with a simple question. And it really wasn't like I didn't really expect an answer, but I still wanted to see what you said. I asked you, is James Harden finished? It's a pretty deep question, and I and I know you're not going to say yes. Is of course he's James Harden washed? That, that's the best way to put it. <laughs> um, I don't think he's washed. I have to think he's injured or something. In my See, opinion, hey, I'm not well, mad at that. I or I don't I don't really prescribe to the thing that he's like overweight or something because he's always been a hefty player. He's yeah. always been kind of beefy. Always been, but thick. he still had a certain explosiveness to his game. Still, oh yeah, without question, he had a quick first step. Uh, 2K badge, but <laughs> but um, he just doesn't look the same, and he, he didn't look the same for the Nets either. It's just he seems kind of slow, and he doesn't have that explosiveness, and he's not the scorer that he once was. I don't know if he's injured or if he is starting his decline. He's 32 years old now, I believe. It's crazy to think that that nucleus of OKC, all three of them, mind you, it's just they're older. It's unfortunate yeah. to say, but all three of them are older. KD had his issues with the last series, which I still say, speaking of injuries, I still say something's wrong. They haven't said anything, have they? He, no. has, he hasn't said anything. No. 
I still feel like something's wrong, man. It's, it's, One of his uh, quote-unquote running mates had something wrong with him, but even though they haven't ever ran together. We'll, we'll get to that <laughs> later on. I, I promise you we'll touch on that. But, yeah, man, it's everybody can't be LeBron and play like they're 22 well, when they're 50 years old. Even LeBron is starting to break down. But he's old as dirt. He like, is old as dirt. <laughs> he's, he's old. That, that would make sense. These guys, not to say these are the years of their prime, but they're getting, they're kind of getting, they're pushing the limits of the prime. They're, they're right like there at their prime. They're, they're right there at that, they're at that age where you think about a lot of, not even veteran players, but just think mm-hmm. about a lot of those guys who were in their late 20s and then early 30s. When they got to be that 32, 33, they were, they, they kind of molded to be a player that wasn't as athletic, but they were still really, really good. I, I just feel like all these guys, well, we'll just talk about James Harden for now. You watch him play with Philadelphia, and Philadelphia, of course, failed to Miami Heat. Miami leaves that series 2-0, which is no surprise because Joel Embiid is not playing. But my initial thought was, okay, Joel Embiid isn't playing. This is what they got James Harden for. He can pick up some of the slack, kind of take some of the – whenever the trade first happened, that's exactly what happened. James Harden actually did make life a little easier for Joel Embiid. Initially, yes. Yes, but that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. You no, he hasn't been. Uh, he hasn't been too great this year, to be honest. He, he, even with the Nets, like I said, he wasn't that great. When he was with Philadelphia, he shot forty percent from the field. Or with Brooklyn, you mean? No. Oh, with Philly. No, with Philly, he shot forty percent from the field. What? And he shot. Oh my gosh. Thirty-three percent from three. Averaged twenty-one points a game during that time. Oh my. But I mean, twenty-one points and eleven assists a game is pretty good, and that's why. I don't. I wouldn't say James Harden's washed. He's still good. He's just not the James Harden that we know that could go out and get you, you know, thirty-five points, forty points every single night if he wanted to. There was a point in time where James Harden really was unstoppable as far as making something happen on the offensive end. If he got the ball, he was either going to hit the shot or draw the foul and get to the line and get some points. Mm, you just don't know. Not about that, that guy now. anymore. He, he's not that guy anymore. He, you, he's still an elite like facilitator. Yeah. No, no, he, he's still good, but at the same time, if you told me that Tobias Harris and Maxi would have more points than yeah, him, they would be leading tough. the squad more so than him, I would laugh in your face. I wouldn't believe it, and I wouldn't want to believe it because that's, that's not an equation for a winning Philadelphia team. This is not – it's not max contract production. Not at all. Not, not even in the slightest. And that's, that's what he is. He's a max contract player. So far in these playoffs, in the first half of games, he averages 12 points, 5 assists, which is good. 42% from the field and 37% from three, which is also pretty solid. Um, in the second half of games, he's seven points, four assists, 37% from the field and 32% from three. Come on, James. I need, so I need you to show he, up in that second half. Yeah, son. he's pretty good in the first half, but in the second half of these playoffs, second half of games in these playoffs, he's not so great. Uh, in this Miami series, he hasn't really been very good at all. <laughs> Boy. Shooting 39%, 24% from three and averaging 18 points a game. Like you said... Uh, Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey are outplaying him. And that's crazy. And they're playing well, but they should not be outplaying James Harden. Tobias Harris is a max contract player, too. But, <laughs> but still, if if you told me, we, we always say Tobias Harris is overpaid. Like, we've been saying that for forever, many a show. Since but, he got the contract. <laughs> but, like, still, if, if you told me that was going to be the case, I'm like, well, that's not good for Philly at all. Like, that's that's not what you made all the moves for. Or not all the moves. That's not what you made the move for. When you when they initially made this trade, I was like, okay, yeah, that's the right trade. You get James Harden for Ben Simmons. It's like it didn't seem possible for a long time that that was what was going to happen, but it happened, and they got James Harden. And it seemed like 
which, I mean, when we do our duo rankings, I'm pretty sure maybe both of us had them at one. Uh, James Harden, Joel Embiid. I had them at one. You had them up there. Did I have them at one? I can't remember. I don't I know if you had them at one, but, but yeah, they, they, were, they were high. Yeah, yeah, they were. So I, th- I thought that they were the scariest duo in the NBA just based off potential because James Harden is obviously a great player, even though he's not. He hasn't been so great this year. Yeah, it's been tough. Um, and Joel Embiid is an MVP candidate, and if you believe sources, he may be getting the MVP award tomorrow, even though I don't see how. When we saw the voting results, it seemed like Jokic had most of the votes, but yeah. we'll see. Well, we'll um, see. I kind of I want him to get it, though. I do. It doesn't matter to me. It, it doesn't, but I kind of <laughs> want him to get it. I think it matters to him, though. Oh, it does matter to him. It matters to the people that are involved, and I also think if Jokic doesn't get the MVP, he's like, I don't care. Yeah. He probably doesn't care. <laughs> probably not. Probably. Well, but, you know what? So much came with him winning it. I don't know if he even wants that pressure again next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like he wouldn't mind not getting it which, just so he can just play his game. Which we can probably get into some of the other series that have finished up since the last time we recorded. But let's stay on the Philadelphia thing for a minute. Um, was that the right move in hindsight? Trading Ben Simmons for James Harden. Ben Simmons, Andre Drummond, and Seth Curry for James Harden, pretty much. To be honest... Yeah, I would do it again. And, and what you, you think about the whole Ben Simmons scenario and just how crazy it was to be able to pull a James Harden from that situation. It was amazing. It was amazing. It seemed like a win-win to me. Yes. And, you know, both teams. But now it seems like a lose-lose for both of us. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. It, it, it's tough with Philly still being in the playoffs. Who knows for how much longer, maybe two, three games, depending on what happens in game three. Depending but, on uh, Joel Embiid's available. Yes, and I, oh man, I really hope he comes back. But, um, yeah, I just, lose, lose, I hate to say it, but you definitely, Andre Drummond, Seth Curry, they they played their part, no doubt. But let's let's keep it a buck. The main focal point was everybody wanted ben to see Simmons, what Ben Simmons, James Harden. Yes, we wanted to see what Ben Simmons was going to do. We did not see what Ben Simmons has done, and you have some breaking news, I'm uh, sure. Not breaking. It oh, was yesterday. Breaking. Nah, but, it's um, breaking for double tech because we didn't have a show. <laughs> yeah. L- late breaking news. There you go. Uh, That's it. Ben Simmons had back surgery, so apparently he was injured the entire time and he couldn't play, which I kind of figured was the case. Here's my thing, Christian. Why not say that in the first place? I don't know. Like, why Why keep dangling but you don't that have, You don't have back surgery for no reason. Oh, so. without question. <laughs> no, he and, and that's the thing. He's definitely hurt. He, I mean, obviously, but... Say that. Come from the jump and just say, hey, yeah, he's having some back issues. We're going to have to get that taken care of. Instead of saying, hey, he could potentially play in this game. He could. Yeah. They did that the whole time. There was not an inkling of him being injured at all, at least not out in the media. You can speculate, but no one knew. I didn't know. Did you know? You I, heard, I had heard he had some kind of back tightness, but I didn't know really? it was that, sore, uh, that serious to have back surgery. Yeah. Or he had a slip disc or something. I don't know. And that sucks. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, I'm not sure they made the right move because apparently Sacramento offered Tyrese Halberton and another pick. And if you get Tyrese Halberton, then you're set in the backcourt for another seven years. Ooh. You get James Harden. Uh, he's got one more year on his contract after this year. He can leave after this year if he wants. But um, you know, just like I do though. They, and also, go ahead. Uh, once his contract is up, you kind of get in the predicament of the Kyrie situation where it's like. If he doesn't bounce back next year and he's giving you 20 and 11 or 18 and 11, do you want to give that guy a max contract that he's going to get from somebody? Jeez, he's definitely going to get it from somebody. He, he's God. Unless he completely falls off. <laughs> well, well, see, this is the thing. 
you know, just like I do, bringing in James Harden, that initially said, hey, Joel is having yeah, right, right now. now. Joel Embiid is having an MVP type year. We're going to bring in somebody who can help right now. We're going for it right now. This is not a rebuild. This is not a let's see what happens. This was supposed to be one of those years for Philly. It's not looking that way. Injuries suck. And no. Joel, I mean, what, what happened to Joel again? Was this? this uh, he had an orbital fracture. He got God, hit in the right, face by Siakam. The face. That's right. Hit in the face, which he shouldn't have been in the game in the first place. No, he shouldn't have. But, that's, that's on Doc. Oh, come on. Hey, that's, that's your boy <laughs> on that Doc pack. As what you were they say. up? Like 19 or something 19 crazy. With four minutes left or Dude, something? Dude, it was insane. Yeah, there, that was, oh my gosh, Doc, what is wrong with you? But yeah, so he comes back. Let's just say he comes back. They win game three back in Philly. James Harden has a pretty good game. How do you feel? Do you still feel like Miami's going to win in five or six? I would maybe go. I would if they win game three, I would probably go Miami in six. think so. Yeah, because, well, you hope that Joel and B could return and they could steal another game. I don't think I think the series is over. I don't think Miami's going to win it because they're already down 2-0 and the availability of Embiid is not known. Yeah. And I, honestly, this Philadelphia team is not that great. <laughs> hey, what, <laughs> without Joel, that's what I'm about to say. Without Joel, but he comes You're, back, then they're the the team that were at one point ruling the East. I can't believe in the year 2021, which your Lakers did it. Hey, chill out, man. DeAndre Jordan is playing significant minutes. Hey, hey, chill. DeAndre Jordan is so he may be the worst player in the NBA. Hey, chill out, man. He went went three for three that last game, man. What you on? Yeah, but he's so bad at defense. (laughs) How? He just can't move. But like how? It it doesn't. He just can't move. I I feel like I feel like you don't they could have sent Udonis out there and he could have gave him buckets. Probably so. Forty year old Udonis (laughs) would have been scoring on DeAndre Jordan. (laughs) Probably so. Side note, you see Udonis give his shoes, his game worn shoes. That was pretty funny. Bench worn shoes. Oh, that was that was pretty funny. But yeah, Philly but see that's what I'm saying. They're okay. But you take off Joel and B. Obviously they're not as good, but James Harden was supposed to help with that, man. He was. That's why he was. But he's not in. that guy that can That's the idea that we thought, you know, the Nets, if they bring in James Harden, he can carry the team when uh Kyrie's, you know, not playing because of certain things and Katie's hurt, but that wasn't the case. They just weren't very good. Yeah, it was a tough um game. And Danny Green was one for ten last night. What is going Awful. on? Um, <laughs> another man. another stat line that I enjoy is Matisse Thibault played twenty one minutes and didn't shoot the ball one time. Man, you better flick that thing <laughs> up there some kind of way. What are you doing, man? It's awful. It's, I mean, come on now, come on now. Yeah, and, and see that's the thing. He had an offensive board that should have definitely been an attempt right after that. Put that right back up. It seems like he's scared to shoot. Like he reminds me of Ben Simmons, <sighs> sort of. <laughs> It's like not as good Ben Simmons, not obviously. Good ben Simmons, yeah. uh, not a, he's like Andre Robertson of the OKC Thunder. Yeah. It was like an elite defender. Defender. But yeah. he could not score. Yeah. But one thing that's different is Andre Robertson would shoot the ball when he, he was would, open. He, he was awful at it, but he would shoot the ball. Hey, I feel like if you're in the league, you should be able to hit an open shot. You yeah, it's like it. if they're giving it to you and yes. your teammates keep passing you the ball when you're open, it's like you gotta take it. You gotta take that, man. Come on now. Come and on. uh one thing that we may be kind of overlooking is, which of course Philadelphia is the big story because they have James Harden and Joel Embiid, but Miami Heat, are they being underrated by people still, even though they were the one seed? I think so because it was so many big storylines about what what's Brooklyn going to do. Uh-oh, the, the, 
the emergence of Boston coming back. You can't forget about the champions in Milwaukee. It's just so much going on that, yeah, I feel like they're flying under the radar while being extremely good. So I don't know. That that next round between Boston and Miami is probably going to win the series. Miami, yeah. yeah. Between either Boston or Milwaukee yeah. next series. That's going to be tough. Regardless of who they face. I think that'll obviously be the best matchup they've had in the playoffs so far. But, yeah, man, I feel like people are still kind of sleeping on Miami. They're, they're playing great ball. They look good. And, whew, they're, they're a it's, tough team to beat right now. It's that culture. Hey, it is. That's what they say. Heat culture. But um, <laughs> they have a good roster. Of course, Ben Metabio is one of my favorite players in the league. He had 23-9 and nine last night. Jimmy Butler's been one of the best players this playoffs so far. Dude. He's been great. It's bubble butler and back, he, baby. Yeah, and he's... I mean, he's a proven playoff performer. And then, of course, you got Bubble Boy Tower Hero, six man of the year. <laughs> six man of the year, congrats. He's now. playing like it's the bubble again. He's, he was being great. Clap, clap. I gave him my alley oop. I'll go ahead and say that. And uh, Victor Oladipo actually looks like Victor Oladipo hey, again. Hey, he looked. Hey, <laughs> a side note, my brother's a big Miami Heat fan. He texts me every time. Like, Victor Oladipo, he said, that's our secret weapon right there. He could be. He really is. That's a really good player to just come off the bench. If if he's back to his normal self, which he has been a few games, I like it, man. But yeah, Miami, they're they're definitely scary, man. They they they're playing with it, a purpose. It's amazing. Which maybe during the off season we'll go over teams that have like the best scouting and or development programs. Miami Heat is there because <laughs> I mean they get guys like Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, and those guys are playing thirty minutes a night. Dude, it's like undrafted. That's awesome. That's how it's supposed to be, man. You got to find those players, as you say, the diamonds in the rough. Yes, for that Heat culture, man. Well, so where we're going, we're going to go ahead and say Miami's winning that series still. Like, no changes. We still feel like they, they got it locked. Yeah. Joel Embiid yeah, comes s- back. They win game three, but Miami's still going to win. Can't remember if we did Miami in six or seven. Can't remember either. I'll probably go Miami in five. Think so? Yeah. Just depends on Joel Embiid, really, but I'll go Miami in five. Maybe yeah. Philadelphia can steal a game. On, on a, another note, while we're talking about Miami. You got it. Duncan Robinson's a $90 million contract. He played one minute last night. You know what? I'm in the wrong profession. <laughs> throw, throw me on the if court, If you could have went out there and you could have hit threes at like a 40% clip for a year and not played any defense and got a $90 million contract, it would have been nice. Dude, hustling the game. Who who knows? Maybe he'll be a factor in the next series. But, yeah, against Philly, yeah. If he's not him. hitting three-pointers, he's completely worthless to have on the floor. <laughs> well, you're not wrong about that, actually. You're not wrong at all. Next segment, what series are we going to look at when we get back? What do you want to look at? Stay in the East? Yeah, we'll just finish off the East, Boston and uh, Milwaukee, which was supposed to be one of the best series in, in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so far, it's been kind of two blowouts. Well, but two blowouts, we'll but, see. you know. We'll see how it is when they go back to Milwaukee. I'm looking forward or to not it. not back to Milwaukee. They go to Milwaukee go for to the me. first time. Hey, it'll be fun. I feel I feel like uh, Milwaukee's going to have something for them. And oh, I think so, too. It's going to be back at home. Let's make something happen. We'll be right back on Double Tech. I'm home early. Oh, make you stay out all night long. Welcome back to Double Tech, HB, Mr. Weaver. So, uh, Christian, we're about to, your boy Kendrick's album come out, what is it, a week now? Is it 13 tomorrow? Oh, my gosh. Which, you know, it'll probably drop like at 11. So, I guess a week from today. Hey, you going to stay up, wait for it? Uh, I don't think I will. You got to stay up and wait for it. Dude. Last year, when the off season came out, 
I was in the process of moving, so like I was taking boxes over there when it dropped at like eleven o'clock. Yeah. So I did listen to the whole album then. There you go. But I don't think I don't plan on moving this year, especially <laughs> not in a week. Uh, yeah, so probably. Not I probably won't listen to it at eleven. See, I listen to it the next morning when I drive in. I'm not mad at that. See, you know me, I wake up like super early to go to the gym. So I probably won't stay up, but I'm definitely going to pump to it because I'm like, whoo. 4.30 in the morning. You bet. I love it, man. I like that good morning work. And when you going to come with me, man? I need to. I need to. But uh, Titus, Titus, uh, if he got in a routine of like sleeping in until like 6.30, it was like maybe I could sneak out. Sneak out. But yeah. sometimes he wakes up at 5. Oh, and he know you're gone. He'd be like, where's dad at? I don't, I don't, I don't sense yeah. him. I was like, well, where's he? he crying. Yep. See, then your wife got to deal with that. So. Yeah. Yeah, some other time. We'll figure it out. All right, well, welcome back to Double Tech. We're running through the NBA playoff series. There's only four left. We're in the conference semis right now. And right now, we're looking at Milwaukee-Boston series tied 1-1, as Christian said in the last segment. Not really interesting games, two uh, blowouts, I guess. First yeah, game was a little better than the second, <laughs> but still. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, first game was 101-89, to so, I mean, 12-point game. Yeah. But it really wasn't that close most of the game, I would say. <laughs> Milwaukee was in charge. I think the excitement of uh, Giannis being Giannis is what made that game so good because he was throwing it off the backboard and stuff like yeah. that. So that's why the Which first he game didn't, was better. I mean, he didn't shoot very well, but he had a great game outside of that. And then in the second game, it was 109-86. to Boston just dominated him the oh, entire boy. time. Uh, so far in this series, Giannis is averaging 26 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists pretty much. But he's only shooting 30 Eight percent from the field mm. and thirteen percent from three, but he didn't shoot a ton of those. One for six from three. Okay. Um. So he's really not playing his best so far. Yeah. So, yeah. I think. I think you're right. Just the fact that they won game one. You said it. He didn't really shoot that well in game one, but they actually won the game. But didn't shoot that well in game two either. And I, I think. What, what do they need to do as far as Milwaukee goes? Because you don't have Chris Middleton, so that kind of sucks. And now you're getting to a point where games are only going to get tougher now. So not having some of your key players really kind of sucks. It's it's hard to kind of get by now because you need everybody on board. So what what can they do? Drew Holiday played atrociously. Yeah, Drew Holiday played bad last game. He was good the first game. He had 25, 9, and 5 on 8 of 20 from the field. Uh, Bobby Portis played well the first game, 15 and 11. And then, of course, they got some good guys off the bench, Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen's like a playoff all-star. It's like actually Boy. pretty good. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, he is. Who crossed him out his socks, though? I hated it for I don't him. remember. Somebody called him actually, slipping. Actually, I don't like it because nobody likes Chris now. <laughs> but um, uh, it may have been Jalen Brown. I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, <laughs> called him slipping. Boy. What they really need to do is just get back home and Giannis be Giannis. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's what it comes down to. Giannis needs to be Giannis and take over and, you know, shoot. 55% from the floor and score 35 points. I, and I think he will. Whenever, whenever they get back home, and, you know, they always talk about, you know, role players play better at home. I think just the team itself. Sometimes you need some of that good old home cooking, and they'll probably get some of that home cooking when they get home just to kind of get your mind back right. Playing on the road is great, but the whole purpose of playing on the road, you're not expected to win both games. Splitting right. is all you really ask for. If you can steal one, that's why it's called stealing one, because you expect the home team to win. I've heard some players talk about they would rather play on the road than at home. Really? Because the expectations are so much lower or something like that. I and the pressure is, 
is solely on you when you're at home, whereas on your you're on the road, it's like the fans don't really care. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you hear doing. it from the fans yeah. too. So I, I can understand both sides of that because when you're on the road, like you said, the pressure's not really on you, but at the same time, you're just hearing it. It's hard. It depends on the type of player you are, too. If you're one of those players that feed off that negative, yeah. that you want to shut up the other team, then, yeah, I'm sure you enjoy it. But for most players, I got to believe that playing in front of the home crowd where they're oh, yeah, you rooting think, your own, yeah. you really want you want that instead. So, yeah, I think Milwaukee will definitely take care of that game three. I think so, too. And and Fiserv forms one of the better atmospheres in the NBA. Yeah. I would say in the playoffs last year, at least it seemed that way. No, oh, I'm sure they're excited. them and the Suns. Which, if we get a rematch, it'd be two great atmospheres again. Think we're gonna get a rematch? Uh, I don't know. It's too, er- sure. too early to say. Christian. I can't even call like what's gonna happen in Celtics Bucks because I could see it either way. I was just about to say, uh, where are we going with this? Still, because it's one one. I don't know, man. Boston has played well. Well, they played well the second game. Of course, they didn't play that great the first game. Their defense is. Legit, yeah. of course. Boston, Milwaukee's defense is legit too. I still got to lean with Milwaukee, man. Defending champs got the best player they in the series. They split in, the in Boston, yeah, in in the world. They they split in Boston, so that's all you can ask for. They're going back home with home court advantage. So I, I'm still going Milwaukee in six. I'm a. I, did I go Milwaukee in seven? I think I went Milwaukee in seven. I think I did. I think I went last time. I think I said. Or did I go Celtics in seven? I think I, I may have went Celtics in seven. Did you? I'll, I, I'll switch to Milwaukee in seven. I'm gonna go Milwaukee in seven. Oh, oh you're switching. You don't believe in those Celtics anymore. You you, you change. You feel no, change. I could honestly see it either way. That's why it's seven. But. So what 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 makes you change? What makes you think that Milwaukee will get the edge over Boston? That first game, Milwaukee dominated them, and Giannis. Hasn't played well so far. Mm. Hasn't right. shot well from the floor, I should say. Yeah. So you feel like if he does play a good game, Boston has no hope. Essentially. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense because you, you're gonna have to ask a whole lot. And and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they gave you everything you can ask for them from that. I mean that second game, but they had 59 points combined. Oh my gosh! And shot 21 of 38. Looks like. Yeah. They yeah. hit twenty threes in that game. Not not them two, but the team as the Celtics. I mean, still, but they did hit eleven between the two of them. So that's yeah, eleven still good. of twenty. Yeah. So, ooh. and Grant Williams played great. He had twenty one off the bench, twenty one five. He's a really good role player. Hey, kind of flew under the radar. You but. can't ask anything else from that. Like twenty one off your bench, like what you need. They their rotation pretty much went seven deep in that game. It looks good, man. Yeah, they only had uh, Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams, Jalen Brown, Derek White. Robert Williams, Al Horford, and Jason Tatum play. So after all that hype about Boston, still picking Milwaukee, huh? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me. <laughs> me too. I, I just really feel like, and hopefully Giannis doesn't let us down. And he come come out the box and then play garbage whenever uh, game three comes. But I, I'm hoping he's going to play like the Giannis, the championship Giannis. I, I really think that Milwaukee's going to take it in seven. That's what I'm going with. I do. Yeah. All I, right. I would agree. So in the West, I guess we'll spark this up. Which one you want to start with first? Which which series, Christian? I'll let you pick. It's on you. Let's go with Phoenix and Dallas. Ooh. Phoenix is <laughs> Phoenix looks like uh they're gonna win this one fairly easy. They're up 2-0 right now, and neither game has been that competitive, I would say. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, I Phoenix I'll... is showing why they're one of the best teams in the league. They are. They are. And you 
it, it's crazy because you can't ask Luca to do anything else. Like Luca's Luca. Luca is Luca ing. Can I say that? Right. Is that the right way yes. to say it? I was gonna say something else and it didn't sound right. I'm glad I stopped myself. But I don't even know what I was gonna say. It just didn't feel like it was gonna sound right. But you can't ask Luca to do anything else. He's doing everything in his power. And boy, is he doing some things. But like you said, Phoenix, you forget. They're the number one team in the West. They are they're, really good. Yeah, they're also they just have a better team than Oh, without question. Like Luca's probably the best player in the series, I Think would so. say. But um Devin Booker's second. But Chris Paul third. Yeah. Yeah. But uh <laughs> The the rest of the team's just not as good, you know. You got Jay Crowder. Let's do some matchups. Jay Crowder or Dorian Finney Smith. Which player are you taking? <laughs> yeah, give me Jay. Uh Mikael Bridges or Reggie Bullock. Which one are you taking? Dang. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be Phoenix every time. Like just 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 looking at it, every time you ask me. And you can even go to the bench. It's like Whoa. Uh, Cam Johnson or Maxi Kleba, which one are you taking? <laughs> oh man. Oh, yeah. Now I would say I would take uh, Spencer, Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie over Cameron Payne. That's what yeah. I was just about to say. That's probably. But the even one. off the bench, you know, you got guys like Javale McGee and even Bismack Biombo came in last night, and I think he had nine points. Oh yeah, he gave you four for four. Yeah, so Straight they're buckets. pretty deep. Yeah, they, man. So Phoenix, Phoenix, I kind of wanted I wanted all these series to go longer. I always I want every series to go seven unless OKC's okay, in it and they're not. So. Yeah. Now, now, see, this is the thing, though, Christian, because we can't count Dallas out just yet. Because once again, here we go. We're going back to Dallas, or we're heading to Dallas. I don't know why we say yeah. that. But uh, we're heading to Dallas now. So you got to think, obviously, they have to win game three because it's, you can't go down 0-3. So it's a must win. It, it's so crazy how that works because, okay, you're the, the away team. Series starts up. Mm-hmm. So you go on the road. You split. And now when you come home, essentially you have the home court advantage. But if you go on the road and you lose both games, even though it's just the away games, you haven't even played home yet, you're still in a must-win situation when you come home. That's so crazy because now they're in a must-win situation at home, game three, first game back, Phoenix is up 2-0. Yeah, I mean, if you go down 3-0, you have no chance. No chance. Pretty much. I mean, it's never happened. So. No. 3-1 many a times. Yeah, you have to win. Um. Something I've seen people criticize is Luka Doncic's defense. But in my opinion, he shoulders so much of the burden on offense. And we've never, he has the highest usage rate in the history of playoff, NBA playoff basketball. Really? Yes. That's amazing. The highest usage rate. Not surprising, but still amazing. So you can't expect somebody that shoulders that much of the burden on offense to be able to be a good defender or a great defender. Yeah. Now, see, and that's the thing, because he, he does have to do so much on offense, and that lies the problem right there, because you, you got to kind of give him some help to kind of shoulder some of this load, and, especially against a team like Phoenix. And Jalen Brunson is supposed to be that guy, because he was great last series, but he hasn't been good so far this series. Um, was that was, uh, was that Devin Booker that blocked him and got in his face? I think it was. I think it was. And they had to blur out what he said because he uh he gave him that business. It was, <laughs> it was quite beautiful, actually. But yeah, no, you're right. He he really was. He was that guy while Luca was sitting out. He he was he was the guy. And I don't know if it's because Luca's back or what, but boy, yeah. he went three for twelve we, in his last game. That's not gonna get it done. Without Luca, 
this playoffs, he's shooting 51% from the field and 41% from three. With Luka, he's shooting 41% from the field and 30% from three. Mm. See, so so Luka coming back, I, that kind of sucks, though, because Luka's going to be Luka. You know Luka's going to demand the ball, so you have to kind of get in where you fit in, but it's almost like it's harder for him to take a step back and still be a good you know, effective player. Right. He's I mean, he's probably best with the ball in his hands, but you're not going to get the ball in your hands a ton when yeah. Luka Doncic is on the team. Most definitely not. And also, I think my takeaway from these first two games is how bad Utah is. <laughs> Wait, okay, break it down for me, please. That, I just I just love that because you hit me with the Utah and I wasn't ready. Go ahead. Tell me, tell me what's up with Utah. So, we saw how easily the Suns have taken care of the Mavs so far, even with Luka Doncic going off. Mm-hmm. This, Utah couldn't beat Dallas without Luka. <laughs> without Luka. That's very They've true. They pretty much shut down Jalen Brunson in this Phoenix Suns series, but Utah couldn't stop them. But we we already knew. We, and it's like Utah has – their defense is awful. It's horrible. Jalen Brunson was having an all-star type of series <laughs> against <Yeah>. them. <laughs> Did you know that uh, Luka Doncic is 1-8 and eight against – one and nine against Chris Paul in his career. Are you serious? Yeah. Dang. And also, the Dallas Mavericks have lost twelve straight games to the Suns. Don't tell me that. Oh gosh. So apparently, it's just not a good matchup. Why does them. Chris Paul have Luca's number like that? Mm. Dang, for real? Yeah. Chris well, Paul is shooting sixty-four percent in the fourth quarter this year. Dude, Chris Paul his playoffs actually. I gotta be honest, man. Phoenix is looking kind of scary because these dudes right now they know they have the ability. To get back to the finals, ah, that's gonna be a tough matchup, dude. Oh, that's gonna be a tough matchup. I think. Oh, we'll get to that next series that's in the West here after this break. But I do. Phoenix is kind of scary, man. Phoenix Suns have shot over fifty percent from the field in eight straight games. Wow. Last night they shot sixty-five percent and fifty-two percent from three. <laughs> these, these dudes going so, back to the finals. <laughs> the thing is, Dallas. They're also not very good at defense. Oh, my gosh. These dudes trying to go back to the finals, man. Actually, they had been a pretty good defensive team this this year because that's kind of what Jason Kidd came in and did. He revitalized their defense, and they were a lot better. Yeah. But the Suns are kind of on a different – they're just on a different level. They are on a different level. So what we think we, – do we think Dallas is going to break that streak of losses? Are I they think get so. One? I'll, go, I'll go Phoenix in five. I think that may be what we had. Either Phoenix and five. I think you may have had Phoenix five and I have Phoenix and six. Yeah. One of those. Yeah, we'll we'll rock with that. So Phoenix and five, but I'm telling you, dude, the more I look at them and just watching them play, Phoenix is scary. Yeah, they're good. Phoenix, Boy, Phoenix is scary right Um, now. What did you think about the Chris Paul play? Which one? The, the dirty play where he grabbed uh, Jalen Brunson's arm and got an offensive foul somehow. But, but you know what? It's funny because when you have plays like that, they happen all the time. You know what I mean? And Chris Paul, I think were we having this discussion about Chris Paul kind of doing stuff like that all the time? Yeah, he's 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 dirty, kind of. Dirty? That's yeah, such a strong he's, word. He's kind of dirty. You can't say how about crafty? Can we say he's crafty? crafty. So but he's dirty. He's dirty. <laughs> At well, times. Well, we'll just say that was Chris Paul being crafty. Can we say that? Yeah. And what do you think about uh like when people do the pull th- the rip through move? Yeah. Which oh, Chris Paul does all the time. He does that all the time. Um what do you think about that? Because personally, I mean, I don't like it, but what? it's smart. And also, as a defender, you should know that he's going to do that, so don't put your arm on him. 
or basically the main thing is, and everybody says it, you got caught with your hand in the cookie jar. That's that's yeah. it right there. Because when you put your arm in that position, all they got to do is put it right through it. So I, it, it's one of those situations where it's if they got rid of the like, what would they even say? Not call it a foul because it I is. guess like, I mean it's a foul. Call like, it. As yeah. a defender, you should know guys like Chris Paul and or KD usually did it too. Yeah, like you should know that. They're going to do it if yeah. you put the, your arm on them. Because I know if, if they try to change the rule and not call it, they'll say, well, he's initiating Now, it's not contact. a shooting foul anymore, which I don't think it should be because yeah. they're not going for a sh- shot. Yeah. Unless they, like, come up and then go up for the shot. So, But, now, hey, it, I, I don't see anything wrong with it, man. Just keep your hand back. That, that's the main thing. Now, just keep your hand back. You know what you're not supposed to be doing. Okay, when we come back from this break, we'll break down that Golden State-Memphis series. To me, that may be my favorite series right now. It's been the most entertaining. I think so. And uh, we'll talk about talk about dirty plays when we get right back. Yeah. Man, it's messed up, dude. Right here on Double Tech. She's shallow with the... She's shallow. Welcome back to Double Tech. HB, Christian Weaver. In between segment conversations, future's terrible. I'm sorry, that's just how I feel. <laughs> I'm just, his new album dropped and I just think it's bad. And that's what I'm saying. I know I'm old. I'm just a couple years away from 40, Christian. It makes my stomach hurt to even think about it. Future's older than you. I can tell. He sounds out of touch. 39. Is he that young? That young? Yes. He's like 39, I think. You sure Future ain't like 53 or something no, like that? He that old. He got, his, he got his braids dyed, so he still got that young man look. I can't say nothing. I can't say here. It's so bad. He's 38. He's 38? Okay, he's still a little older than me. I'm 37. I'll be 38 this year, so he's still older than me. But I just, I don't, I know I'm not cool. I say this all the time. I'm not cool. I'm not trying to be cool anymore. But I just feel like some stuff isn't good. At all. Yeah, I don't. I don't get the hype behind Future. I mean, maybe he'll have like a song or a feature every once in a while, where I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I, I don't get it. Like, never have I sat down and listened to an entire Future album. And been like, yeah, that was good. I, I ran through his latest one. I say ran through because I ran through it, but it's just not. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't either. I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're we're not supposed to be talking about bad rap music. We're supposed to be talking about the NBA playoffs. It makes me happy. What does make me happy is this series is going to give me seven, Christian. I'm calling it right now. I want seven of them. Think we're going to get seven? Probably not. <laughs> the way these playoffs are going, probably not. Dang. Well, series is tied. Series is tied 1-1. Memphis took care of business because Golden State played terrible in the last game. But game three will be back. We keep saying be back. Is that how you say it whenever the team is? They are technically going back home because they did have to come to yeah. the city. So you can still say going back. I guess. But as far as, the series, as far as the series standpoint, it's the first time it's going to this location. But we're going to say going back to Golden State where I feel like they're going to destroy Memphis in game three. I also feel that way. In game two, they shot seven of 38 from three. Oh, that ain't going to happen again. Golden State shoots seven of 38 from three. Just don't see that happen again. In the first game, they shot 13 of 20, so they were 65%. 
Okay. No, that's actually, that's wrong. That was the free throw percentage. They shot 14 of 38. Crap. 37. <laughs> yeah, it's not so good. Yeah. Whenever you say they shot 14 throw. of 38, which is 37 or 37% pretty Crap. much. What was um, their free throw percentage again? Because that's not good. 65%. Giggity. In that's the first right. game where they won. Yeah, because Clay missed those big ones uh, right there at the end. Yeah. Whew, that was tough. And then then they shot 78% on mm. free throws in the second game. Um, Are free throws a story of this? I don't think it's a story of this series. It's more so just the officiating, not necessarily the free throws. The free throw disparity is not that big. Yeah. It's just the officiating seems so lopsided. We've we've said this before. Right now, it's safe to say Memphis are the darlings of the NBA. Like f- they, the NBA really wants us to like them. They do. They they really want us to enjoy the Grizzlies, which I do. They're fine. They're a fun team to watch. But sometimes it seems so. It's almost like they're getting those veteran team calls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you have like a, a defending champion or, or, or a dynasty type team who may get calls that people are like, oh, come on. The only reason they're getting that is because blah, blah, blah. Kind of feels that way with Memphis sometimes, it, it, at least in these first couple of games. Now, we're going back to Golden State. So we assume it's going to kind of change up, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping for Golden State's sake that it does because, man, they – they barely got out of that first game, like for real. It was one John Morant layup away from it being 0-2 Golden yeah. State. So, um, I don't know. If I'm a Warriors fan, I'm feeling fairly optimistic because you played so bad in the second game <laughs> and you still only lost by five. That is true. So in that second game, Steph Curry shot 11 of 25, 3 for 11 from 3. Klay Thompson shot 5 of 19, 2 for 12 from 3. Andrew Wiggins was 6 for 16, 1 for 7 from 3. Jordan Poole was 8 for 16, but he was 1 for 6 from 3. So, you had a lot of guys that kind of underperformed to what they're usual, you know, yeah. what they usually do. So, and you barely lost. So, I would feel fairly well. And then, also, John Morant had 47 in that uh, game, right? Yep, yep, he had 47. 13, uh, so, 15 of 31. 5 for 12 from 3. He was open. 13 of 14 from 3. 12 for 12 of 13 from the free throw line. Oh, yeah. Nah, he he played a heck of a game. Yeah, he had a great game. He also didn't play too well. He's 14 of 31 in the first game, 34 points. But um, I don't know. I think that's kind of the MO of the Warriors, I guess, is just try, you know, Ja can get his, but if you limit everybody else, you can probably win the game. And boy, did they limit him. But uh, still had a chance, boy. But the Warriors, you know, didn't play well offensively, so that didn't work in the second game. Um, but yeah, if I'm a Warriors fan, I would feel fairly well because you didn't play well and you you only lost by five. Yeah. Now you're going back home and you can't expect Steph to play that poorly again. I wouldn't think. I don't think so. But Clay Thompson probably won't play that poorly again. The one issue with going back home, your lineup's going to look a little bit different going back home because we had an unfortunate play against uh, Gary Payton. Yeah, Gary Payton second. Gary Payton second. Where, um, oh boy, that was rough. I, I just, okay, 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 okay. So Dylan Brooks, he, he went for, did he, did he say, I guess they haven't really talked I'm to him sure about it. I'm sure he was going for the ball. He had no chance of getting the ball. Not at all. Not at close. all. I, I just, I wish in a situation like that, because I know Memphis, they say, oh, we got dogs on this team, blah, 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 that. That was a bad play. If you want to stop them from getting the, the shot or the, the dunk, 
try to wrap him up, but it was just a, a, a cock back and swing. Smacked him up the head. Oh, my gosh. And and I know that's why they hit him like that, because Gary Payton the second, like, dunks on everybody all the time. Like, he's a little guy who can yoke on your biggest man, which is beautiful. But, yeah, so now he's out for how long, did they say? They said at least till the finals, I think. Oh, my gosh. He's got a broke elbow or Jeez. something. Jeez. And, yes, it was, it was disgusting. Like, I don't. I don't like thinking about it because I don't like seeing bones being the way they're not supposed to. But I just think that was a terrible play. I, I feel like Golden State will be okay, but man, I, I really liked him out there though. Yeah, um, Dylan Brooks' play was definitely a flagrant two. Yeah, it was. Even if the intention wasn't there, it's still a flagrant two because you can't smack somebody in the head like that. Um, the Draymond play, do you think that was a flagrant two? I have mixed emotions about it because <laughs> Draymond being as crazy as he is, whenever he grabbed his jersey, <laughs> but he held his jersey to try to keep him from hitting the ground because it's like he brought him down, but at the same time he saved him. So it's like, I don't I don't know. I feel like it should have just been a flagrant one. I feel like that. But Before he grabbed the jersey, he also smacked him in the face. Did he really smack him? He did. It, it kind of was like a graze. Yeah, it was like a graze, but... You he know, still hit him in the head. It was, it was a graze. So, it, and it wasn't like a, a cockback boom to the back of the head. It was kind yeah. of a swipe down graze. To me, it wasn't as easy a call as the Dylan Brooks one. Oh, no, not at all. It, it was, it, I, I feel like you could have went flagrant one on that one. Flagrant two was a surprise to most. I felt Oh, like yeah, every, most people were surprised by that. Yeah, I felt like flagrant one was kind of a given. But, man, flagrant two, I don't know. But with the swipe to the face, you think it should have been a flagrant two? Well, one flagrant one plus one flagrant one would be a flagrant two. I mean, mathematically, it works. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't have too big of a problem with them calling it a flagrant two, but I also don't wouldn't have a problem if it was a flagrant one. As Raymond said, he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt. Oh, definitely not. He's got a reputation. He does. And unfortunately for him, everybody knows his reputation. He, he, he kind of wilds out a little bit. But yeah. it's uh, can we just say it's, he's very intense? He is very intense. He is. But if he dialed it back, he wouldn't be the player that he is. No. He wouldn't be the future Hall of Famer. Think he's going to make the Hall of Famer? He will. You think he will? He's one of the greatest defenders of all time. I don't, I do. I used to hate. I used to hate on Dr- Draymond Green a lot, but he's got. He's so smart. Oh, he's extremely smart. Like such a smart basketball player. Even though you know he has you know temper and he doesn't appear as smart as he actually is because of his antics at times, but. His basketball IQ is off the charts. It really is. You just watch some He's of one the, of the smartest play, players in the league, probably. Some of the things that he kind of calls out and points out, and just decisions that he makes on the play. Yeah, he's and, insanely smart. And he's not in the league because of some freak athletic ability. I mean, he, <laughs> or scoring. I mean, he just does everything that he needs to do. To he does. You know, he's gonna probably make a Hall of Fame career out of it. Hey, man, Draymond Hall of Famer. That's that's. I don't know. He deserves it he without probably, question. He'll get in there. He'll I don't get know in if there he'll eventually. get in there, man. It's been too. There's a lot of players that aren't in there. That three time champion was he three or four time All Star. He's got a couple of Defensive Player of the Years. I think he does. He'll get in there. He does. Um, is it fair to say that Jordan Poole has been the best player for them in these we'll playoffs? To, oh, no doubt. No, no doubt about it. I think you know Steph's gonna Steph and. But Jordan Poole has been, he's doing a lot of things. What, what did I see? I've seen a few stats where he's just talking about, you know, youngest player this and all that. He's yeah. balling. Like, he, he he really is balling. So, yeah, with, without Jordan Poole, oof, I don't know. 
Because with Jordan Poole, and I was saying he's the third Splash Brother without question. I, I don't feel like anybody has a problem with that. It was saying Splash that nephew. right now. Splash Nephew. Um, but yeah, Splash no. Splash Cousin. Jordan Poole. I mean, you've you been high on him for a while, so he's Splash Cousin. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, he got to be a brother. He's like 10 years younger than those guys. Hey, it happens. I, I mean, it could happen. Yeah, it could happen. <laughs> it happens. That That's not out of the uh, realm of possibility. Okay. That's true. So so how you feeling? Golden State, Memphis, you don't think we're going to get seven out of this? I'll go Golden State in six. Six? Yeah. I can get with that. Which would mean Golden State probably takes these two. Memphis takes one at home. Yeah, but then they go back to Golden State and wrap it up. Yeah. I can see that. That makes sense. I, I'll rock um, with you, Golden State, on, uh, Golden State in six. Also, shout out to Jonathan Kaminga, who's actually been getting PT in these playoffs and has played fairly well. Jonathan Kaminga, I know that guy. Uh, he got a he's got a fun nickname. He got a fun nickname. Um, you don't want to say it? Dude? Nah, I'm not okay. Say it. But, uh, okay, okay. He had six point six rebounds in the first one, and he had uh, nine points five rebounds in the second game. So okay, get off to him. He's a rookie and he's making an impact. All right. Well, I, I, I do think, I think Golden he, State is going to smash them in game three. I think though. Jonathan Kaminga is going to be an All Star. One day. One day. Yeah, he'll, he'll get there. I mean, just off the strength of his nickname, he deserves to be in there. He's got an all-star nickname. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> well, when we get back, um, I got some good ones for you. Got me a good one. I got, got you a good one. I got you a real good one. I, I think you're going to do well on it. I've been trying to, I don't want to say go back into time with some of these, but I have to reach because the stuff now is just too easy for you. I can't just do players. That's it's no fun. So, yeah, maybe I, like older players you can do. Not like, well, I'm trying to think of somebody that played for a lot of teams like in the 80s, but it didn't happen as often. I'll I, I find you some good ones. But we got a good one today, and we'll be right back on Double Tech. Welcome back to Double Tech. HB, Christian Weaver. It's been a nice vibe show today, Christian. I've enjoyed it thus far. How about you, man? I have enjoyed it a lot. A lot of our songs have been pretty chill. I know. Pretty chill. Nice vibe. chill show. I have no problem with that. You you kinda you kinda caught me with that uh Brian McKnight as we were leaving that other set. You can't do stuff it's like good, that, man. It's a good one. It's yes. my favorite uh Brian McKnight. A lot of people would say, you know, one it's like a dream come true. That back is a good one, one too. Yeah, back one. one is a good one. But, but yeah, anytime. Yeah. I like anytime. I love anytime. Brian McKnight underrated, yes or no? Well, I don't think he has a whole lot of songs. But still, his pen game is nasty. And anytime he's featured on anything, like with Boyz II Men and stuff like that, like, let us know he was on there. Yeah. Robin Knight is the beast. He can sing. I like him. And he's, they always say he's one of the best, uh, was one of the best basketball players outside of the NBA. Oh, that's right. They did. He played in a couple All-Star games too, didn't he? I yeah, he Celebrity did. All-Star. Yeah, I believe I said All-Star game. <laughs> yeah. not, not an NBA All-Star. <laughs> not, celebrity All-Star, yes. You know what I mean, but yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Shout out to Brian McKnight. Good music right here. All right, Christian, you know what time it is, do you not? Yes, I'm ready to be tested. I don't think you're ready. Well, let's find out. It's time for What Organization Is This Athlete Associated With? All right, Christian, this is what we're going to do. Shout out to Marcus Smart. Um, 
I was just going through. I know you're like, where are you going with this? I, I love how your eyebrows arch whenever I say it. That you know where I'm going. Defensive player of the year. Defensive every... players of the year. Now I'm not gonna ask you for every player. That's just insane. But there were ten players who have multiple okay. defensive player of the year awards. There are ten. I want them all. No order. Okay. Doesn't matter when, how you give them to me, but well, I want all ten of them. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, he is one of them. Dikembe Mutombo. Three. Dikembe Mutombo, yes, he has four. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan did not really? have multiple de- uh, defensive Kevin Garnett. Either. He did not have multiples either. I know, right? And it blew my mind as well. These guys only had one. Those guys. Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace. He's yes. three time, right? Four time. Him four and Dikembe, time. the only four time defensive players of the year. And then Rudy Gobert's got three, right? He's got three, yes. I think they're the only yeah they're the only three with more than three right. Mm-mm, it's one more. Who one has more? Three. Yes. They weren't doing that back in Bill Russell's time. Oh no, they weren't. <laughs> Actually, the the first defensive player of the year got his in 1982-83, and he actually is a two-time defensive player of the year too. Okay, 1982-1993. Well, okay, Rodman got one right. Yes, Rodman is a two-time. Got a 90 and 91 with the Pistons. So we're at four. Yes, you have four right now. You have six more. You're still looking for that guy Stray who Mon? got three. Got multiple or he only got one? He only got one. Okay. Has Kawhi ever won? Did he get one? Kawhi has got, two. With oh, the Spurs. Kawhi got two. Okay. Yep, in 2015-2016, so you only have five left. You're halfway there, son. You're halfway there. All right. Are there any more past the year 2000 or are they all before 2000 now? It's, it's still a couple. It's the one you're forgetting one key one, and that's the problem because people forget but yeah, you still got a uh, one. You still got one that was in the two thousands, and then the rest of them are before. Okay, did Michael Jordan win two? No, he did not. Um, LeBron James? No, he's not. Did he get he get one? Uh, he may be. Uh, no, LeBron never got the Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, he should have in twenty twelve. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because I'm trying to see. Oh uh, yeah, because in 12- Tyson Chandler got it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. New York Knicks. He was good that year. <laughs> yep. But no, you still got five more for me, Christian. Five Dang. more. Yo, yes. I'm going to give you one. And Mark Gasol, he got it once. He got right? it once because he got it that next year after uh, Tyson Chandler. Okay. I'm going to give you one clue. This is a gimme. Once I tell you, it's going to be like, oh, of course. This guy was left off the top 75, and I complain about oh, it Oh, Dwight time. Howard. Dwight Howard. Dang it. Three-time defensive player of the year in 2009, 2010, and 2011. Yet, for some yeah. reason... He's not in the top 75. I'm just saying. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yes, now all the players remaining played either in the 80s. Moses Malone. No. I'm going to give you one clue. One one, one clue is going to give you this one. He was actually the first. Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem did get it twice. He got it twice in 93, 94. You got three names left. Are they all centers? Uh, No. No, they're not all centers? They're not all centers. I'm, I'm going to give you one clue. Sidney Moncrief won too. Sidney, that's the that's the one I was gonna give you the clue on. Sidney Moncrief, he was the first one to win it, and he won it twice. Really? They, yep. Okay. They didn't have the award until eighty two, eighty three, and he won it. Back, now are back the season. other two centers? Yes, the other two are. Alonzo Mourning. Alonzo Mourning. Good job. He got two in ninety nine, two thousand, and you may not get this guy. Yeah, center for the Utah Jazz. Mark Eaton. Mark Eaton. What I say you're not going to get this guy. As soon as I said Utah, you had it before I could even get it out. So, yes, Mark Eaton was the last one to get it. So, yes, the Kim Bay, Ben Wallace, Dwight Howard, Rudy Gobert, they all have four and three. And then Sidney Moncrief, Mark Eaton, Dennis Rodman, Hakeem, Alonzo, Kawhi, they all have two. I know. It was a handful of players I thought had two that weren't on that list. 
Yeah, I would have thought. I would have thought that uh, Scotty would have had to maybe. Yeah, well, like Scotty said, and he's gonna get my. Uh, <laughs> he, he he's gonna get my. Uh, matter of fact, good job, Christian. But you know what time it is now. We're gonna go ahead and get right to it. Alley oops and flagrant fouls. I'll go ahead and give mine real quick since you've already set me up for the okie doke. One of my flagrants goes to Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen did not get Defensive Player of the Year, and he said it was because people were paying too much attention to Michael Jordan. This is the thing about Scotty right now, Christian. I'm um I'm getting tired of him, man. He's he's really starting to frustrate me because for no reason at all. It's like he's 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 literally riding Michael Jordan's wave. Every chance he gets. Oh, yeah. Every time that he can say anything, it's it's something about Michael Jordan pretty much because he knows it's going to get in the news. He knows. I, I guess his book. Actually, I haven't his, heard from him in a while until this. This. And it's just happened. And Stan Van Gundy said it's it's sad. He uh, talked about just you see such a great player and just seeing him be this bitter is just unnecessary. He's a very bitter man. Very bitter man. So, yeah, Scotty, you get my flagrant. Uh, another one of my flagrants goes to Dylan Brooks. You know why? Because that was a dirty play. My alley-oop. Goes to Tyler Hero, Sixth Man of the Year. Later on this summer, we're gonna break down some some pedestals as far some as tears. Who, yeah, some tears. Better way to say it of who goes where as far as young talent. Tyler Hero said he wants to be up there with the trades, the Lucas, the Jobs, and whatnot. Christian said he's not there yet. No, he's not. He's not. But Shaq said he was. He's not. Shaq said he he's was. One hundred percent is not. Yeah, I don't think he's there yet. He's playing great, but those guys, yeah, they're on another tier of to young me, players. Lucas in his own tier. Ooh. And then the next two, you know, Trey and John. probably John. Yeah, I'm not mad at that actually. But hey, it, it's it's going to get tougher and tougher to see who goes where, depending on what happens in these playoffs. Right. And uh, my last alley-oop goes to Rick Ross because he caught a rebound and he was excited. Yeah, that said, was funny. That I was, didn't see that. Yes, that was pretty hilarious. So shout out to Rick. Rick Ross, Ross is always doing something on a. Uh, Social media, if you haven't seen him, he like really cutting is. down trees and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. That is pretty funny. That cutting down funny. his own tree because he didn't want to pay somebody to do it. He's hey. like, I can do it myself. Hey, that's how the rich stay rich right there. All right, Christian. <laughs> Cut down your tree. Uh, Ali, I'm going to give one to Bam Adebayo. In his last three games, he's averaging 22 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists on 68% from the field. He's a plus 46 in that time, okay. even though I don't really care about plus minus. Oh, you know you love it. Um, Over a certain amount of games, it's probably in. It's probably means something, but yeah, three is probably not it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> not a, not a wide enough. Scope. But they're three and zero in that time, and he's playing great. Right. And he's also one of the better defenders in the league. Uh, could have argued maybe if he stayed healthy, he probably would have been defensive player of the year, not Marcus Smart. But you could also possibly say that about uh, Robert Williams of the Celtics. Possibly. He's also great. But um, Ben Mabayo doesn't get a block or a steal a game. But neither did Rodman, really. He no. hardly ever got a blocker still, but he was a great defender. Boy, was he. Um, flagrant foul, I'm going to go uh, Mad Dog, Christopher Russo. What do you do this time? Um, I mean, it could probably go to him every week. Every time he's on <laughs> every time he's on first take, he says something stupid. Like the whole Bob Cousy is better than Chris Paul thing, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I have to think it's racially motivated. <laughs> You're probably right. But um, And then this week, you know, he calls out Draymond. There are a lot of people that don't like Draymond, but... Um, like I said, I've kind of came around to him. I don't mind him as much. Yeah. Uh, but he was basically saying a lot of people that have watched the NBA for sixty plus years or whatever dislike him, and it's like, and it's not racial. These guys liked Walt Quad <laughs> Frazier. They liked Willis Reed. It's like, okay, it's, <laughs> you're saying, it, get out of here. It's just a horrible. It's a horrible <laughs> argument. I mean, it, I don't really have to say it's pretty why bad. it's horrible, but uh. you're saying that. They liked these black people. 
So they're not racist, pretty much. The the fact that you have to you have to back, say that. Yes, you have to step back and say, hey, but it's not racially motivated. It's probably racially motivated. You can't say that like at all. <laughs> and you know, props to people that have watched the NBA that long, but I think they're in a vast minority. Yes. I do not think there are a ton of, you know, 70-year-olds that are watching the league currently. Not, not too many. But sadly, there's a lot of there's a lot of old heads. And oh. uh <laughs> like back in my day, there was the game was better. I hope I'm never that way. Hey, well, I hope I'm never that way. See, and it's funny because we're 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 in a sweet spot, and as you get older too, same way. I, I try not to backtrack as much and just try to keep it current because it's easy to do that. But nobody wants to hear that. That's not unless you're whenever you start to compare players or compare eras and stuff like that. It's just, dude, and, let's focus on now, please. Yeah, and it's. I mean, why even watch the game if? If you don't, if you dislike the game, why even? Just don't even say anything about it. Don't watch it. Well, you don't want to sit there and complain. Yeah, I don't. No, it's like (laughs) I don't care if you don't watch the NBA, but don't just sit there and complain about it the whole time. Oh yes. Um, there are certain things that I probably am an old head about. You are old head. I I just got to keep it a buck. (laughs) Like cartoons. Yes. Like our cartoons were better. Well, well, depends. Depends on which cartoons we talking about. I'm talking about like. Ed, Ed, and Eddie and Curse Cow Your Dog and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, that is the good it's, stuff. It's just better than the cartoons that are on today. See, I, I was a, uh, and I'm, no, I'm with you 100%. See, I was a Ninja Turtles yeah, type Ninja person. Turtles is great. Transformers and whatnot. Yeah. That was my stuff. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't uh, know what's, oh, yeah. Oh. Thundercats. 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 There you go. Thundercats, man. Okay, see, we got to end on the Thundercats note, man. It's just better than what's on today. Yeah, it's fantastic. But you see, they try to bring those back and make yeah, them all happy and bubbly with that's big eyes and goofy and. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Thundercats. You don't get me hyped up on some Thundercats, dude. Leo. Man. Man. <laughs> don't give it. Let's get, let's get off here before we get excited. That's, we're going to have to do a top top 10 animated cartoons <laughs> of the 90s and 2000s. I'm gonna, down. I'm definitely down for that. Well, y'all have a great one. Christian, that was a great show, man. It was. It was a good one. Another in the books. Another one down for the Another Cal- one. A- another one, like Khaled would once say. Um, yeah, I feel like... Do we will we have any series that are done when we come back? You think that Miami Philly series is done? That Miami Philly could be, but I think the rest of them would be alive. I don't know actually. The <laughs> Phoenix Phoenix Dallas could be over too. It could be over under one and a half or finished. Oh, over, over, over. I'm gonna go under. No, I, one of one of the teams stays alive. Hopefully so. <laughs> we'll find out next week on Double Tech Playoff Action. Y'all have a great one. One day back in Philly, four guys wanted to sing. They came up to me, I said, well, what's your name? What's the man? Hey, you know what I'm saying? And then I said, all right, fellas, well, let me see what you can do. And then a smile when they wanted and said, yo, Mike, check this out. See if this one moves you.